Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Raw and Rapport podcast in association with the Sun Community Soup Kitchen. It's Gav back ahead of the West Brom game. And join me once again is Chris. Hi, mate. Hello, Gavin. Yes, it's, uh, as we'll probably come on to, it's uh, sending us down memory lane, this one. What, what it reminds me of is, um, actually, West Brom away more so than at home. I always think of the 3-2 when Peter Reid was manager, when we uh, when we won the league. Well, that's, that's the one I always remember. Yeah, it's well, that's exactly what I was going to kind of go back to. It's not, but, <laughs> but for me, it's not, um, it wasn't, because you're talking about the one where we kind of steamrolled the the league the next season. So that was, that was, yeah. o- that was October 98 and Bridges and Kevin Ball scored two goals in the last 10 minutes. And we'll yeah, well, I was at that, I was at that game yeah. and do you know, I was, I was only, I was pretty young and me abiding memory is one of their subs getting booked. Sure they did, one of their subs got booked. And ball, I always remember thinking when I was a kid that ball he scored from like forty yards. <laughs> then I've seen the goal back in the last couple of months, and it was nothing like that. But when I was a kid buying the goal, I always felt like he scored from miles out. Yeah, well, I... I was out. I was at that one as well. And but the one, the one that reminds me of the most because it was more tense was the year before. So it was April, April nineteen ninety eight. Twenty, made twenty five years ago, man. Twenty five <laughs> years ago. Where is twenty five years gone? 25 years ago. Blink and you miss it, isn't it? But, um, yes, it was the one before. Um, So it was uh, April 1998. Um, Both both kind of sides, I think, well, Dennis Smith was at at West Brom. Um, We were kind of, that's when we were fighting it out with Forrest and Burrett, a finish in in the top three. And um, we we went 2-0 down. Mickey Gray got sent off. And then we pulled it back to, well, we pulled it back to 2-2 just before he got sent off. And then Quinn put us ahead uh, before the hour, and then last minute Lee Hughes uh, scored in the last minute. But it was it he was always like, scored against us, him, didn't he? But it was always. It, it was the it was the Easter Monday because on the Friday on Good Friday, that's when Mike Sheeran did his thing with QPR, and we drew two two. So we pretty much that Easter weekend we pretty much blew automatic promotion. And uh, that that's that's what I always go to when I go back to the Hawthorns. It's at three three with uh, just that epic three three, um, where we kind of felt that we we kind of blew automatic promotion. But uh, but it's funny because actually I was thinking about it, and again we'll probably come back on to it. But like I remember being at that game, thinking the pressure was on because we ri- we 
we were desperate to go up. It was like we we should go up. We should get promoted. We felt the pressure, but it feels like we're going to West Brom with a chance of making the playoffs. I don't feel I don't feel any bit of pressure whatsoever about this game. I don't feel mm. I don't feel kind of you know when you're all tense and that about some of these big games. I don't feel like that at all about this game. Another one that sticks out is. Um... The one when Roy Keane was manager and obviously Mowbray was manager of West Brom. Quite a famous game because we went down there, we beat them 2-1. And uh, in the team that day for West Brom were uh, Paul McShane who went on to play for us. Uh, Super Kev was playing up front for them. They had Darren Carter on the bench who came on and scored. And after that game, Mowbray came out and, and made a bit of a snotty comment about us, didn't he? Yeah, I think he... I can't remember the exact wording, but it was something along the lines of we'll finish above them come the end of the season or, or something like that. Yeah. And obviously they didn't. They didn't. It was a re but it was it was around about this time of the year. It was it was March, I think, if I remember rightly. But like, yeah, we always seem to play them at this time of the season, don't we? Just yeah. like when the when the heat's on and <laughs> and there's still something to play for. And obviously this game, there's both teams have got something to play for. West Brom, uh, you know, they they've been around the playoffs so at the same time as us because they had a crap start of the season didn't they and then changed the manager who's had a, a, a really positive effect on them and they're uh, the sat a point above us with a game in hand and it's it, it again they're going to be they're going to be sat like us thinking they've got a chance of making it that they've got a chance of uh, of being in them playoffs you know they're, they're, a, they're a point closer than we are with a game in hand so they're going to be very optimistic you'd think uh, so a lot riding on this game, you know. Obviously, we we're recording this. We don't know the results of the Saturday games because it's not Saturday yet. We're recording this on Friday, but going into that game on Sunday, we're going to have a clear picture of where things stand, aren't we? Because the teams around us are are going to have played West Brom, like I say, are one of those teams around us, and it's the opportunity to climb above them and and give us a, a real positive chance of ending the season strongly, which is interesting because the last time me and you spoke, we weren't feeling particularly positive. Were we? <laughs> we were a bit down in the dumps after the Huddersfield game. And then obviously uh, the the games which were played on Wednesday, I don't think we could have asked for a better set of results really in terms of the way things panned out. I mean, it was a crazy day in the championship with even the Coventry goalkeeper scoring to, to, to maybe mess some of the results up. But I mean, if I just quickly look at it, the games that were played on Wednesday... Uh, Norwich drew with QPR, who QPR can't buy a point at the minute, and Norwich only got a point there, and and you know you were expecting them to to win, and QPR were actually ahead in that game as well, which is interesting because mm. like I say, QPR have had a stinker of a season. Watford got beat off Cardiff with nobody seen coming, because Cardiff were the away side again. We've played them in recent weeks; they're rubbish. Um, Preston got beat off Swansea, who Swansea could be a late late contender for those playoffs. They've got a a, a nice looking set of fixtures. And they're in good form. Uh, Blackburn and Coventry drew, like I said, both teams in the playoffs. Coventry's goalkeeper, former Sunderland Academy player, <laughs> Ben Wilson, getting the goal. Um, Blackburn weren't particularly happy with that one because they feel he used his hand. But yeah, they'll not care. Coventry, they got the point. Uh, Luton drew with Redden again, another freak result. And the only one that really sort of went against us. And I guess, you know, is it against us? Because Middlesbrough are probably going to be in there anyways. Middlesbrough won. <laughs> so, like I say, the results on Wednesday were really, really favourable. And it, it keeps the, the dream alive, I guess, for at least another weekend, doesn't it? We've got to go to West Brom and be thinking, well, if we get we get a win here, we've got a brilliant chance still. And I didn't expect that, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've been involved in enough of these to know that 
there's a few more twists and turns to come. I mean, <laughs> after every set of results, the table's going to look... Comp- it's just going to throw them all up. All the teams are going to get thrown up in the air and we're just going to see where we land after the set of results. And I, I was I was thinking about this. I mean, I'll, I'll come back on to some of the other teams, but do you think it helps us or puts more pressure on us that we're playing on Sunday? Um, I say it helps because I don't think we've got any pressure on us. Mm. Anyways, like I don't, I, I feel like, and I think Mowbray has been quite clear on this as well recently. I just don't feel any pressure. I don't think there's any pressure. Like if we lost every one of the games from now till the end of the season, I would still be sat here when assessing the season as a whole, going, like, what a season we've had. You know what I mean? Considering everything, and we've 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 gone over this, but like the the injuries to me, I've never seen an injury crisis as bad as this at Sunderland ever. And to be sat here as the team who finished fifth in League One with with even half a chance of getting into the playoffs still with a couple of games left, like it's amazing. So if we didn't win another game, I would be I would be over the moon with how things have gone. So that that makes us quite dangerous in my view. Yeah. Because every other team in there, there's a bit more pressure on them than there is us. We've come up with no pressure. And I think, you know, most fans are thinking along the same lines as me that next season is the one where we have a proper attack on things. So this season was a bit of a, you know, let's just see where we're at, enjoy it. And that makes us really dangerous because all those other teams and all those other players are playing with so much pressure. And then you've just got this team of kids who've been kind of thrown together because there's there's a lot of injuries with a manager who's not really putting any expectation on them. And you're going up against teams like West Brom, Watford and Preston in the final games who've all got something to play for who have a lot more pressure on them. I mean, West Brom in particular, their financial situation, like, they need to go up. They they are going to be in serious bother next year if they don't go up this year. So they there's a lot of pressure on them to get out of this league. Preston and, and Watford obviously maybe less so, but Watford's a bit of a basket case. And I think, uh, and obviously we'll talk more about Watford close at that game, but I think uh, Chris Wilder's basically already given up, hasn't he there? He sort of came out and said that they're a, they're a basket case and... Everyone keeps failing there and there's a reason for it. And he's already sort of thinking about his holidays and leaving at the end of the season. And so you're looking at it and you're like, there's more pressure on these teams than there is us. And West Brom being the first one of them, like I say, they have to get out this league somehow. And we don't. We can we can just sort of take this game as it is. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I was going to mention that myself because, I mean, not not only, as you said, that that financial bother. I mean, there's, there's there was planned protests um, by the by the. West Brom fans that they've delayed because they've actually still got a chance of the playoffs. So they don't mm-hmm. want to scupper their own chances of getting in the playoffs by having protests at home games. So they delayed that. And then I think there's, there's I think as part of that, there's an outstanding, I think a loan for about 5 million quid that's outstanding to the, to the chairman that uh, he's that the, the club or, or the fans want him to essentially pay back because he paid it to his own company during, during COVID. But as you said, the pressure on them because what the, the, Last season was their first season outside of the Premier League since they got relegated and they finished tenth last season. So this season feels like it's they need to be uh, they need to they need to be in the mix. They need to be in the mix this season financially. Um, like I said, that the longer I mean we learned the hard way. The longer you're outside the, the Premier League and the longer you you stay outside, the harder it's going to be. And I think their chairman is basically banking on them. You know, yeah. slipping slipping into the playoffs and, and having half a chance. Well, I'm sure I read that if they don't go up this year, they're going to have to basically sell anybody who's yeah. worth anything to just keep the club afloat. Yeah. And it reminds us a little bit of what happened with Villa 
when uh, when they got promoted, they won the playoff final, and the, the the talk then was if this team doesn't go up, then they're in the they're in the mix. Like they're gonna they're gonna end up dropping like a stone, selling everybody they've got just to keep the lights on. Yeah. And it's a little bit like that with West Brom. So if you're one of those players and you're feeling that pressure and you're talking to fans every day and they're like, come on, we need you to get out of this league for the club. And there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. I don't care how experienced you are. So, I mean, you've got to be fair to them though. They, you know, they won the last game. They beat Stoke the game before that. So they are, they're, they're picking up wins. Um, but like, this is crunch time now because they're, they're just outside and they're playing us, Sheffield United and Norwich in the next three games. And then obviously Swansea around off, who I said could still be in the mix as well. So like they, their running is very, very difficult. And playing us at home, I, I think they, they're going to be thinking we've we've got to win this game. It's like a must win for West Brom. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're in a funny position because I think talking about that pressure, I think they started to feel it. If you look at their, their final result in, in March, which was a 1-1 draw away to Cardiff, which they'll have been disappointed about. And then they drew it home to Millwall, which is a, a tough game, but that was a that was a goalless draw. And then over the Easter weekend, they had a proper wobble. They got beat mm-hmm. 3-1 um, away at Rotherham on Good Friday and then Easter Monday. They drew twos each against Queen's Park Rangers at home and they were winning 2-0 after like 15 minutes or something like that. And I think even Jed Wallace came out and said after that game, after those two games, that... He kind of felt that they'd kind of blown it because they were they were without a winning four. But as you said, since then it went to our old mate uh, Alex Neil's side at Stoke and beat them two one, and then in midweek beat Blackpool away. So I think in some ways they've been fortunate to to kind of go away to Stoke and Blackpool who were both struggling after that after that bad run, you know. So they've they've had that kind of cushion where they've been able to win those those back to back games after that wobble. So it, it's it's going to be interesting because as well, like, I mean, their home form, looking at their home form, their home form's generally fantastic. I mean, they're, they're unbeaten in 13. We have to go back to kind of October, uh, late October, when they got beat off Sheffield United. It's like the sixth best record in the league. But their last two wins have come away from home. And before that, they had that wobble against Queen's Park Rangers. So it's going to be interesting how they react Coming back to the Hawthorns because they've they've had that two, those two wins on the road, but their last experience of playing at home is that is that kind of disappointment against QPR. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think we've just got to like say we've got to go there and and play with a bit of freedom. And I, I like I like that this is away from home because obviously we've we, we talked about this quite a lot on the the last one we done about the home form and how poor that's been this year for Sunderland. But away from home, you like you really can't fault it, can you? We've been amazing, so you know. And and like I say, to me, this is a game where they're going to be expected by the fans. Their their own fans are going to expect them to get on the ball. They're going to expect them to to maybe dominate and and get all over us and try and use the crowd to their advantage and and have a bit of a go. And that generally suits us, doesn't it? Like you know, we we tend to do that when we go away from home, and, and it, those conditions we we thrive in them. So, like to me, this is a especially with the sky cameras there again and. <laughs> And all the rest of it, it's just this could be a, like a, a big, big moment for us. And you want, like, you want to be going into that Watford game on the back of an away win with the chance to sort of set yourself up for Preston again. Like, so to me, it, it like I, I said to you on the last one, I think most fans are probably coming to terms with like the season being over. 
But that set of results on Wednesday has changed things slightly because I don't think anybody envisaged that happening. So I know, I know even though obviously a bit of time's passed since then and we, we're maybe not looking at the Huddersfield performance so much because it was disappointing, it was really frustrating at times and I don't think we really deserved to get the point in the end. I, you know, I think Huddersfield were the better team. But like we're looking past that now. We're looking at West Brom and we're, you know, we've got three games left. Two of them are away from home, which suits us. The the home game is against a team who, by all accounts, have sort of given up a little bit. And you've got to look at it and think, what a chance we've got. So go to West Brom, try and sneak that win, and the world's our oyster, really, you know. And if we don't, then me and you'll be talking after the West Brom game, I'm sure, and we'll we'll be like, well, you know, whatever. Like we've sort of we, we've enjoyed this season a great deal. So it's like I say, I think we are in a very, very fortunate position when you look at the championship and you see the other t- there's a lot of teams still in the mix. You look at the playoffs and you know, it's basically Luton and Borough are already there, aren't they? When you look at it, you know, they're not gonna drop out the race now. Um I think I think if you're looking at it now, uh Borough are ten points clear of Blackburn with three games to play. So yeah, Borough are in there, Luton are in there. So it's basically two places. You've got Millwall sitting fifth, Blackburn sitting sixth, West Brom seventh, Coventry eighth, us ninth, Norwich in tenth, Preston in eleventh, Watford and Swansea with an outside chance going down to thirteenth. It's 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 very exciting. As not not just for neutrals, as as a, as some somebody living in it, you know, I'm really excited by that. Just because it's going to be, it means that's going to go down to the last day. We're not going to know what's going to happen until that final ball's kicked. Um, maybe not just not for Sunderland, but for 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 the league in general. You know, those two positions. There's no way that someone's going to pull clear with three games to go. So, it's very exciting, and I just think we are in a fortunate position. Like I say, you look at it, Millwall. Uh, they they've been sort of close for a few years now without really doing too much. Blackburn. We know what it was like for Mowbray there. You know, they would start seasons well and drop off. And they invested quite a lot in this team this year because they they brought in like a top manager. Um, their best players leaving in the summer, regardless of if they go up or not, Burton Diaz. So like they're probably looking at it and thinking, God, we could do with going up here so we can just invest a bit and get because he's going on a free as well, let's not forget. So, you know, they they're probably thinking that way around. West Brom, like I say, financial issues, uh, you know, if they don't go up, they're gonna have a fire sale. Coventry, a bit like Millwall, have sort of been in the mix without threatening too much for a couple of years now. Norwich are in a, probably a similar position to maybe like a Middlesbrough where you're looking at their budget and you're thinking, for, you know, you can't really sustain it at this level for too long. They, they, they've they've spent quite a bit just putting that team together and they've only just dropped out of the Premier League in the last few years. Watford, the same sort of, you know. So to me, like, other probably us, Coventry maybe, and Preston, like everyone's got a lot of pressure on them. So it makes us very, very dangerous. Well, that, that's what I was saying, trying, trying to get across at the beginning. That, that, like normally, you know, when you get to you know squeaky bum time, uh, the season when you know that things are on the line and you're pushing for top six or something like that. Like normally, you kind of as a fan, you you're almost in panic mode about these games and you're kind of worried about them and you're getting stressed about them. But all I'm feeling is that excitement, like you described, is just. It's just what 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 could be, and the and purely the fact that we've got a chance of that is 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 incredible in itself. So you kind of we've got this outlook that you know whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and it's not like you know we went back twenty five years where 
you know, I remember that game at West Brom and I remember my fingers being sore because, you know, biting my nails through that game because <laughs> you wanted to get in that top two because you felt like we deserved it and we were fighting it out with other teams. Whereas, yes, all right, we, we are fighting it out this season, but, you know, it's just we're glad that we're there and we're just happy to be be in the mix. I mean, I mean, talking about this, this matchup, I think it's, I mean, Sky cameras again. I think we're getting used to playing in front of the sky cameras this season. Like it is every game, isn't it? Half it's not hour just games, me. I think. I mean, half hour I'm, games this season. I don't think we were in this much in the Premier League. We're on, <laughs> on sort of every week. I, I do get the feeling that uh, Sky were, were itching for us to get back into the Championship just to stick stick us on every other week. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, in front of the cameras. But it's a it's a great matchup. I mean, if you if you kind of look look at the stats, I mean. Only, only Burnley have conceded fewer goals uh, at home than than West Brom. I think they've only conceded seventeen goals in twenty one games at home this season, but only two sides have scored more than us away from home. And actually, when you look at our defensive record, only three teams have conceded fewer goals away from home than we have. So, I mean, mm. we, you know, we're talking about West Brom not you know being unbeaten in thirteen and having all these stats, but you look you look at our away stats. And we're up there. We're kind of one of the best sides in the division away from home. And we can, I mean, we've said it how many times going back on these pods that, again, I mean, don't get us wrong, West Brom are a good side, but a lot of this comes down to us because we are a good, we're a fantastic side away from home. So mm. it's it's down to, to, do we turn up and do our thing away from home? Do we, you know, do we turn up? Do we, do we have that kind of, you know, that determination we had at, the likes of Norwich City, where we ground out that one uh, 0 win at, at Norwich, and and it's it's anybody's game, even though they've got a fantastic record, and it's it's I'm not surprised the Sky cameras are there covering it because you know when like I said when you do look at the at the stats, I mean it's a it's a great matchup. The other thing I was looking at actually was which I thought was interesting was uh, their top scorers. Um, sure, you I know you like a good top scorer start, but I was looking at kind of Thomas Asante scoring nine. Um, Dykes scored seven, but he's now out for the rest of the season yeah, for nine yeah. months or something. But interestingly, looking at those two, uh, Ross Stewart has scored more than both, both of their their yeah. top two goal top goal scorers. <laughs> so just to put it into context, yeah, and and I, I don't know if it's Dyke or DK, I can't remember how you pronounce it, but in the game at the Stadium of Light, he came on, didn't he, and totally mm. changed the game. Yeah. So you know, I'm, I was pleased in a way to see he won't be playing, and. I was I was looking at I was trying to look at their teams in recent weeks to try and work out how they're sort of going to play, and obviously the the threat is down the sides. Jed Wallace is you know fantastic. His delivery at the stadium light in that game, yeah. I think he might have set the goal up for Dyke DK. Um, he he, but I think last season he was the highest assist maker in the championship as well when he played for Millwall. So like we know where the threat's going to come from, and that's what worries us because we've defended. I mean, I just think back to the Birmingham game. The defending against their wingers, we just got battered. Circling and Gooch had a an absolute stinker. Mm. So, like we've we, we've got to learn lessons from recent weeks. I know they were home games, and we're going to probably play a little bit differently. But if I'm Tony Mowbray and I'm looking at their their sort of team in recent weeks and how they're probably going to play, I think we've got to do what we did at Norwich and Burnley. We've got to try and go man for man. We've got to try and play on the break, and we've got to counter teams and. Um, I, I mean, you look at the you sort of you look at the the teams he's played in recent weeks, particularly that one in midweek, and like we we wouldn't get away with playing like that down at West Brom, we'd lose. So I think I I was sort of wondering in the aftermath of our conversation, I was sort of thinking, you know, we were talking about why he didn't bring in Ekwar, and I think about the way he's used him recently. When he hasn't played him, he seems to start him 
the game after or we see a bit more from him and I'm just thinking this is probably the game for him because I'm looking at their midfielders and they've got a decent midfield like West Brom. Malumbi playing in there, he's a he's a really good player at this level and we've got to try and match them up. We've got to try and be physical because I don't think we're going to have as much of the ball as we normally do, which might suit us. Um, but obviously we 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 had that issue where I think uh, obviously Danny Bart came off. There's the, I don't know what the crack is there, but you know if if we've got to try and play without him, that's going to be tough, especially with their physical threat. Um, you know you're looking around the rest of the team. We haven't really got much variety. Obviously we've got we've got Sirkin potentially coming back in. Obviously after his ban, I don't know how how much he was affected by that whack in the face, but I imagine he's going to be available. Uh, you know, maybe looking at bringing Abdullah Bar in, maybe that's a po- another possibility. We haven't seen much of him in recent weeks, and he was trusted in that game at, at Norwich, wasn't he? He scored the goal, um, and I think he might have played at Burnley. So there, there are changes you can make, and this is a different type of game, isn't it? We 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 know that. Like, I'm not. I don't think these are like possession dominating team like like Norwich and Burnley, but they are going to expect to have a lot of the ball. And and as such, we've got to pick a team that reflects that. I think because that that'll probably suit us, won't it? Yeah, yeah. And I can, you know, as you were as you were talking that about that, I can see us going in with a, a similar team to what we went in with the Cardiff game, our last game away from home. Um, Echo was in there. Abdullah Bar was in there. Um, I think we we could be potentially without or nine this week when we're not sure about that because you know with him. Close, yeah. His situation, we're not sure about that. Um, so we could see Hume move into the middle if Serkin comes back. Serkin move out a fullback. Uh, Hume play alongside. Well, then we're not sure. I haven't heard much about <laughs> Danny Bart, but we'll see. We'll see. Who, Anderson might have to come in or something. But just in in the way in in the general way he's going to set up, I can see that shape that that we turned out with Cardiff. But it's funny looking at. Looking at our recent kind of say just our last five games, this is and this is why I make a point. It depends on us because you look at that Cardiff game, and I actually think for a lot of that game we huffed and puffed, and we we kind of we we had like seventy percent of the possession or something, sixty six percent of the session or something, but we didn't create much. And in the end, the goal was that free kick that kind of came back off the post. We were quite fortunate. Um, and even though we dominated the game, we didn't really create a lot, and we kind of got away with that. Burnley, we were fantastic at Burnley. That was a, just a great performance. Um, you know, we, we did well there. Norwich, great performance there. Came out with three points. And then the two games before that were the two disappointing defeats at Coventry and Rotherham. So hmm. you've got this You've got this strange, you know, question of what Sunderland is going to turn up. Is it going to be the one that turned up to Rotherham and just, you know, wasn't up for the fight and didn't get involved in the, you know, we couldn't win the ball? Or is it going to be that team that went to Norwich and went to Burnley and and did fantastically well? So, it, again, I keep coming back to this. On our day, we're such a good side that it, a lot depends on us, and we've got this Jekyll and Hyde nature to us where you just don't know, you don't know how we're going to turn up and what what frame of mind we're going to turn up in. And uh, so, but if we do, if we do turn up with that kind of mindset as we did at Burnley and we did at Norwich. You know, you wouldn't be surprised if we came out with three points. No. What would you do in terms... Obviously, we've talked a bit about the defence in the midfield there, but what about the front line? Because Pritchard started the last few. Um, Gellart obviously started the last one, came off, but I imagine this is probably a game that suits him, would you say, especially with him scoring the last one? Or 
No, I, like I said, no? if you look at if you look at the Cardiff game, um, Gellard started on the bench, and we had Barr and Pritchard, and I just think I think away from home, because again we talked about it during during the week against uh, Huddersfield, where Gellard likes to run towards the ball, and mm-hmm. I think especially away from home when you want to hit teams on the break, you want teams you want players running the other way, you want to play want players running towards goal, because when yeah. we hit teams on the break. You don't want people dropping off. You want people kind of charging forward. And I just mm-hmm. think, I, I, I get the feeling that Mowbray likes the pace of Barr or, you know, someone like that to play in that advanced role away from home that, you know, at least you you get teams on the back foot and you kind of run at them a bit more, whereas mm. Gellard doesn't seem that type of player. Yeah, and, and Pritchard away from home in these games where we don't have as much of the ball has actually been pretty effective, I think, you know, leading the press and just sort of keeping everybody organised. There's a lot of young players around him and, uh, you know, it, it does seem to suit Pritchard a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be against it. Um, I just wonder if he's looking at the way sort of Gellhart got that goal the other day, maybe thinking, you know, is it is it a good time to keep him in the team and maybe try and see if he's he's on a bit of a hot streak? We don't know. I mean, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt no, it severely, but no, you know, I think you've got a point. I, th- I think, I think you know, and it depends what you know. If if Gellard's been kind of bouncing around a little bit at the training ground, and he's he looks like he's kind of you know perked up, and if Bar's down in the dumps, you know that that might come into you know because Bar hasn't been involved as much as he probably would have liked the last couple of weeks, and we're not we talked about that during the week. We're not quite sure why he's seemingly kind of disappeared, and not even I mean. I, if if you're if you're Abdullah Bar, you're probably a little bit miffed you didn't come on a sub against Huddersfield, you know, and he brought on yeah. he brought on Watson uh, for his debut, and you're probably thinking, hang on a minute, I, I could probably impact this game, and why you're not bringing me on? So, you know, whether Mowbray is going to use that and say, well, you didn't get on against Huddersfield, so I want you to show what you can do against uh, West Brom. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. kind of there's all going to be that psychology going on, but I just get the feeling that Mowbray's got this home and away kind of set up and. If you look at how we went into that Cardiff game, I think, and the other thing about Pritchard, which might come into his thinking, is not just that press that you were talking about, but Pritchard tends to be good away from home at keeping possession. So if he gets the ball, he, he we don't tend to give it away that much when he's in when he's got the ball, he plays it easy. So that that might come into it a little bit of experience as well away from home that always kind of goes down well. So yeah, yeah I mean. You could be right. You could be right if if Mowbray thinks well, Gellard's on a roll. Let's stick with him. Let's let's get him in there from the start and, and see how he goes. But um, but yeah, if sitting here right now, I'd say that he'll go with something similar, uh, in the final third that he did against Cardiff, and in midfield, I've not heard anything about Mishu and whether he's back or not. But even if he's a kind of available, because he's not going to be completely fully fit, I doubt. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Equa was in there with Dan Neil. How do you see the game going then? Because obviously we've talked a lot about what might happen, what we might do, but <laughs> how do you see things panning out come sort of two pm on Sunday? Where, what's the lay of the land going to be like? Do you think? I've, I was funny. I was thinking about this complete opposite to twenty five years ago. You know, with that kind of three three. I can't see a three three. I'm, I'm thinking in my head. I've got a one one draw. I think it's going to be tight. I think both teams not going to want to give too much away. I think the the opening the opening half an hour is going to be both sides working each other out. I think it's going to be one of them, 
you know, where we don't we don't see many chances in the first half an hour. Um, that both teams are just probing each other, keeping the ball, not wanting to make a big mistake. Um, like you know, it, and it's funny that that type of big mistake. Watching Man United during the week, um, you know, mistake in the first ten minutes, it blows the whole game in big games like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So I bet you one one of the last things the two managers will say before they go out, you know, just keep it easy first ten minutes. Just don't don't take any risks. And I think it's mm-hmm. going to be that sort of game where, and then I think both sides are going to think well. If we get the first goal, we can nick it, and I, and I just think it's going to be one of them. So yeah, I'll I'll go for a one-one. Um, so everybody should stick their money on a high-scoring game. <laughs> I fancy us to win, but I always do. Um, <laughs> away from home, so I just I don't know. I just got a good feeling about this one. I think, like I said at the start, with the pressure on them to get out of this league, and the lack of pressure on us combined, plus us being the away team, which seems to suit us. I feel like we're going to sneak it. I think we'll win it 1-0, so we probably won't. But, you know, that's that's my feeling going into it. I just feel like everything's set up for a bit of a mad end of the season and obviously we've got to win this one if we want to be in there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm saying 1-0 to us. I'd, I'd love I'd love at the end of the season if we did like a summer compilation of all your uh, predictions of all the games. It would be like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to win 1-0, win 1-0, <laughs> win 1-0. <laughs> I know, I am, I am proper... Glass half full, like I can't deny it. But like you've got to be, you've got to be. This is such an exciting part of the season, and I just that complete lack of pressure that's on us. I'm feeling it. I love it. I just think, well, we've got nothing to lose. Let's just go there and make and one game at a time and take the win. And I think we're capable of it. Just on that, I mean, let let's say let's say we do come out with a draw, because obviously then West Brom have only get the point. I mean, I'm, I was looking at the fixtures earlier on. I mean, do, do you think then we'll still be in with a shout? Do you think a draw's enough to still be in the mix? It's uh, it's tough to say until we see what happens on Saturday, I guess. I mean, we will be because, you know, th- there's not enough room there for teams to completely pull away, I don't think. Um, you know, you, again, you're sort of looking at the table. I think Millwall have got Wigan and you're thinking they're going to win there, aren't yeah, they, surely? Yeah, yeah. And then Blackburn have that game in hand. So, ah, but that's Burnley. That's Burn. Yeah, Burnley yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Park. Yeah, that's but like it's a derby, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a big game. With Bur- Burnley have sort of tossed it off the last couple of games, haven't they? Yeah. So you, it's, a, it's got, a toughie, like. And they've got Preston. They've got Preston away. Yeah, on Saturday, which is another which local is, game, which is mm-hmm. a huge one. But then you like you look. Nor- Norwich could slip up. At home. Swansea are a funny team. Swansea, you wouldn't be surprised if they went and got a result at uh, at Norwich. You'd um you'd probably you'd well they've won they've won four of the last five games Swansea so yeah. you'd fancy them really wouldn't you? It's like I say like I say it, I don't I don't think we can worry too much about what other teams are up to because that's what like Wednesday nights proved really you know yeah. we we've got a point on Tuesday everyone's disappointed and then all of a sudden you're just thinking bloody hell couldn't have went better for us yeah. so just like concentrate on ourselves you know like I, I'm I'm sure that they'll not all slip up again this weekend. Um, but like all we can do is just keep winning games. So, <laughs> I, I I want us to still be in the mix right till the end because it'll be fun. But like I say, there's a lot more pressure on this for West Brom than there is us. So, why not? I I think we'll win. I think we'll win, and I'm I'm sticking by my prediction <laughs> that we'll be at Wembley. I said it in October, and I'm sticking by it. Listen, listen to you, football manager, taking each game as it comes <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. I'm full of cliches. Uh, Cheers, Chris. Thanks for joining us, mate.
No uh, cheers, listeners, again. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you catch roteReport.espionation.com before and after the game. We'll be back with a post-match pod and some other bits and bobs uh, around that as well. We've still got the Fan Museum Fan Party podcast to drop at some point, uh, so make sure you catch that when it goes out. We've also got a bit of video going out with that. First time you'll see some of our ugly mugs, me and Chris too, going up on YouTube interviewing some former players and fans from across the pond and all the rest of it. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that, and we'll catch you after West Brom. Cheers. Yes.